Football is officially back, and we've got you covered right here on the Ringer NFL feed. I'm Shiel Kapadia, and every Tuesday and Friday, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you Extra Point Taken. Nora Princiati here to tell you that Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Monday and Thursday. Our Monday show will recap everything from Sunday's games. Thursday's show will encompass any news during the week with an eye towards the next slate of games. Subscribe to the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow the Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter at Ringer NFL. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Let's roll, baby. It's a special Saturday night, New York, New York. And I know many of you are like, JJ, it's 1130. It's December the 30th. How in the world do you put some content out on this particular night, on this particular day? Well, here's what ended up happening. I would have been on eight hours ago breaking down this trade. I tried getting a car. Don't get me started. What an absolute disaster it was. A total waste of my day. Got nothing, got nothing accomplished. And had to put off doing our little spaces until I finished up some TV. But there was no way I was going to let three days go. Stefan and I talked about it without addressing this monster deal that went down between the Toronto Raptors and the New York Knicks. Where the Knicks, out of nowhere, surprised all of us. Barrett, quickly, to Toronto. OG Ananobi, Flynn, Achua, New York Knickerbockers. Lot to process, lot to break down. On the surface, stunning trade. Because if you would have told me as I'm sitting down Friday night for dinner that Emmanuel Quickly and R.J. Barrett would not be New York Knickerbockers on Saturday, I I would find that hard to process. More specifically, Barrett than Quickly. Because as much as I like Quickly, as much as many of you like Quickly, really fun player, easily had an argument to be the sixth man of the year a season ago. His game doesn't necessarily jive long-term with Brunson. And Emmanuel Quickly is going to go and make $100 million this offseason. And if you're the New York Knickerbockers, you're paying Brunson, you're paying Randall, you want to go and pay somebody big down the road, you go and give Quickly $100-plus million dollars That complicates things. So I I always had a feeling, unfortunately, that Emmanuel Quickly was not going to be a New York Knicks. 
I just thought maybe it would happen in the offseason in a sign of trade and not necessarily at this point in time. Now, I like R.J. Barrett. I've always considered myself an R.J. Barrett apologist. I like the way he works his ass off. I think the fact that he cares is something you have to admire, but let's face facts. O.J. Ananobi's a better player. Am I right or am I wrong? Maybe Barrett down the road is a better player, but, you know, I think we're kind of at the point with Barrett where you know what he is as a player. Solid. He's worked my life. But in many ways, fair or unfair, he never truly lived up to the billing of being the number three pick in the draft. Like, if you're going to compare him with Ananobi, Ananobi, longer player. Ananobi, a better shooter. Ananobi, a better defender as far as I'm concerned. So from that standpoint, Nick's got the best player in the deal. I don't think this trade changes anything as far as this year is concerned. The Knicks maybe have a better five unit they can run out there with Ananobi. They're clearly not as deep. Taking quickly off the second unit, they're probably going to go and get themselves a a combo guard off the bench. You know, a a Clarkson type who's maybe going to have to fill that quickly role for the rest of the year. Probably going to end up being the case. But this to me, it's more about what's next for Leon Rose and company. Leon Rose doesn't speak to the media, so you're not going to hear from him as far as what his vision and what he is thinking. I'll tell you what he's thinking. He loves everybody from CAA. Ananobi, another CAA guy. His son represents him. His son represents Brunson. His son is on this guy, that guy. The Knicks are like the CAA Villanova team, for better or worse. So if you're thinking about guys they're going to go get down the road, start looking at CAA client lists and start trying to connect the dots for who might be coming to the New York Knicks. Hopefully they're players that we all desire. But judging and grading this trade, it's incomplete. It's incomplete. Because to me, it's about what's next and how the Knicks go about what's next. I do think they like Ananobi. I do think Ananobi is a part of their plan. I get why he's a part of their plan. He's a winning player. I mean, he did play on a championship team with the Toronto Raptors a couple of years ago. But... This trade doesn't necessarily mean, oh, wow, we're ready to go and ascend and take the next step in the Eastern Conference. What that move is still remains to be seen. So, eventful day in Nickland, to say the least, and then they go and give up 140 points to the Pacers. Uh, DiVincenzo shot the lights out. No surprise there. Uh, I'm still reeling from having the Cowboys. And I got to be honest, I didn't have any business winning that bet. Uh, I got a gift from Jared Goff late. I get the field goal. I'm like, all right, we're going we're gonna to bring this one home. And then Goff goes right down the field and scores. And then the nonsense at the end of the game with the two-point conversion. I love going for two. You guys know this. I'm always team goal for it. I hate kicking field goals. I hate punting. When they get the penalty and they're at the seven-yard line, kick the extra point. Go to overtime. Would you please? Go to overtime. Dallas probably doesn't cover anyway, but... I'm still a little salty about that. So hopefully that is not a sign of things to come for what we'll have coming up in week 17 across the board. But I wanted to fire up the spaces and give you a little thoughts on the trade. I think Knicks get best player in the deal. I am stunned by the timing. I know how tough it's going to be to say goodbye to quickly and to Barrett. Homegrown guys, guys who developed, guys who worked hard, guys who were likable. But in judging this trade, I'd be careful 
because I think in judging this trade, you have to put the full picture together of what else is to come from Leon Rose, whether it's this year, but more specifically, what's to come down the road. Okay. Uh, I see a bunch of you ready to go. Uh, let's fire it up. Uh, let's lead it off. Let's go to Jeremy, uh, who gets us started here on this Saturday evening. Uh, Jeremy, welcome in. I hope your night is going great. Happy New Year. What's up, dude? Crazy game. Uh, Dan Campbell, I, I know we're talking about the Knicks. Dan Campbell is such a crazy person for going for it on the seven. And golf through a terrible pass. I know, I could talk about the Knicks for a second, but that, that game amazed me that he went for it three separate times. Yeah, weird game. I mean, really, really weird game. I mean, from CeeDee Lamb fumbling on the one-yard line, which is a rule that everybody wants changed, uh, I actually kind of like it. I think it's wacky. I think it's insane in a league that has so much scoring. The idea of the ball going out of bounds and losing it, I kind of think it's fun. I didn't like it today. But then you have that. You have Prescott throwing a 96-yard touchdown. You have the sequence in the final two minutes. And I'm with you. After you get pushed back to the seven-yard line, you got all the momentum in the world. Kick the extra point and go to overtime. It's not rocket science. Like, the analytics want to say, hey, go for the win, two-yard line. The chances are in your favor. Totally with it. Totally get that. Not from the seven-yard line. Different animal. Totally different animal. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, on the Knicks, I, I like the deal. Some of my friends were really annoyed. They said, you know, we love RJ. We love quickly. But RJ's in year five, six. Like, you kind of know what he is. And he's just not what we hoped he would be. You know, he, he's a really good player. He's a good scorer. But... I think there's a lot more upside with Ananobi and and quickly, you know, they didn't sign him to a contract this offseason. He clearly had no place on this team. And I think it's interesting that now the the big three on the team are all hired guns a little bit, you know, free agents and we traded for Ananobi. It's kind of a different model than most teams go with, but I don't know, it worked out with Brandon and Brunson, so I think it'll work out here. Like we're creating a, a, a guys who do a lot of small things really well, which I like. Yeah, and I think Ananobi is going to become a very popular New York Nick. This is a guy who plays hard. This is a guy who plays both ends of the floor. You like the idea of a guy who's going to be able to shoot it far better than R.J. Barrett was able to shoot it. So I can't argue, if you're going to sit there and, and rank the players in this trade, Ananobi is the best player in the deal. He's the most well-rounded player in the deal. The Knicks are sacrificing depth. The Knicks are sacrificing, to your point, popular homegrown players. You know, it's weird. Barrett was polarizing, but I think a lot of Nick fans really appreciated the work ethic. They really appreciated the, the way he was able to get after it. I mean, you saw what he did last year in the first round. He really had a terrific series against Cleveland. He really played well for the Knicks in the postseason. Uh, it's a weird trade. I, I, I'm getting my head around that. Weird trade. But on the surface, I get what the Knicks are trying to do. They are positioning themselves for their next move. And I think they look at Ananobi as a guy specifically to play with Jalen Brunson. I think they like to fit with him alongside Brunson better than they like the fit of R.J. Barrett. And that's why you make this trade. It's one of these trades that when it happens, you're like, wow. Quickly, Barrett, wow. Like, it was tough to process at first. It was weird. It was a weird day. Not going to lie. Weird, 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 weird day. But ultimately, it's about what's next for the Knicks. This year, their ceiling has not changed. It's exactly what it was 24 hours ago, at least in my opinion. You may beg to differ. I don't see it that way. Uh, let's head to where we're going to go. 
Let's head to our buddy Bradley. He wanted a spaces. He got a spaces. What's up, B? JJ, hope you had a Merry Christmas and Happy Healthy New Year to you. Uh, thank you, Bradley. I appreciate that. Thank you, bud. Hey, um, yeah, just a, still di uh, digesting this trade. I mean, first of all, R.J. Barrett, I, I said to you multiple times during the playoffs last year, it was like every night when you were doing spaces, you know, it, it was R.J. Barrett after game two against Cleveland where he finally put the on switch and he was going full throttle, pedal to metal, really was just doing everything he could for the team during their playoff run. But uh, you know what? The last like week or two, I think it really opened a lot of eyes, and I really do. It's you know, RJ is who he is. I mean, he's in year five, and they had to make a change. I mean, the real, the one that really stings though is that quickly is now done, and he was really good, a really good piece coming off the bench, like when in key spots during the season so far. Oh, you're gonna miss quickly. There's no doubt. The rest of this year, you're gonna miss quickly. But the reality of the situation is, Bradley, they probably were not going to be able to keep him. Because a team like Toronto or a Gordon-Eady team was going to look at quickly in the offseason and make them a crazy offer. They were going to do that. Like, I talked about it the other day. Um, I was asked about a contract on SNY, and I said, don't be surprised Emmanuel quickly ends up being a $100 million player because teams are Gordon-Eady, and the Knicks, with the way they are set up, he is never going to be the lead guard on this team. That's going to be Jalen Brunson. He is not going to play great alongside Jalen Brunson because he's too undersized to go and be a two-guard. You know what I mean? Like a backcourt down the stretch of these games with Brunson and with Quickly it is a little bit of a clunky fit. So I always kind of saw the writing on the wall with Quickly, as painful as it was, because I always liked him as a player. He really came on from the minute he put a Nick uniform on. He ended up being a really terrific asset. But the minute they got Jalen Brunson, Let's be real. It kind of closed the door on Emmanuel quickly being here long term. It closed. It closed all all doors. Um, bring, uh, signed uh, quickly back long term, and it makes you want to now. Like concerning the fact that they're now they're now thin at guard. If another trade will be on the horizon, whether that's going to be by the deadline, maybe a little bit before the deadline, I would be. It would really be hard to fathom that this will be the only move they make from now until the trade deadline because. The way I look at it, they need to get another guard in here. I don't know who that's going to be, but they have to make another trade, you know, for another guard at some point before before the trade deadline. That's well, I think you're right about that. And I saw Simmons floated this out on Twitter, the idea of going to get a guy like um, Jordan Clarkson, which would fill that role left by quickly. Something along the lines of that. Yeah, I can see that. And shop like the Fournier contract. The Knicks, the best thing they did in this trade, too, they kept all their picks, which is going to be paramount for them if they try to go and make a move uh, coming up here. Paramount. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the 
brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Go to uh, John joins us. What's up, John? JJ, what's up, man? What's up, dude? What's up? But yeah, before I talk about the Knicks, I want to make a quick comment about this uh, game tonight. Uh, there's video circulating on social media that shows the linemen for the Lions, uh, Decker, going right up to the to the to the referee before the play, literally a foot away, and saying something to him. Now, I'm no genius, but. If an offensive lineman is approaching a uh, referee before the play to go to go tell him something, probably to tell him, "Hey, I'm going to be." Then he should be eligible. You know what? You're right. About, I'm watching this right now. So remember, I'm watching this. To be fair, John, I'm on set TV. So as I'm watching this unfold, I don't have the sound on. So I'm like being distracted. I'm trying to talk Knicks at the same time. So my focus isn't nearly as strong as it normally would be. But I'm rewatching this right now. You are one thousand percent right. One thousand percent right. Decker clearly makes it clear that he is eligible. Thousand percent right. And the NFL's got to get this stuff together because you know I'm literally watching the game on TV. He's literally a foot right in front of him, saying something to him. He's not asking him what are you doing after the game. He's not, and you know, he's not telling him, hey, like how was your Christmas? What are you doing for New Year's? No. The only business alignment's got that close to a referee right, right before the play is to say, hey, I'm eligible. Now, if the referee heard it or not, who knows, you know, but this, the, 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 you know, but, you know, this league's got to get us stuck together. Because- well, and listen, we, we went through it. Let's be fair. Last year in the postseason, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles got screwed on a call as far as I'm concerned. And I don't know what would have happened in that Super Bowl. We'll never know. Kansas City would have kicked the field goal. Does Philadelphia win a game? I would have liked to have seen them have that opportunity, and they didn't have it. And, and that was far more of a bang-bang call. This is one they clearly should have gotten right. No doubt. They should have been a two-point conversion. The Lions should have taken a one-point lead. Yeah. Now, now with the Knicks, right, I think this is a good trade for the Knicks. Uh, now, I understand Knicks fans are upset, but they have to disconnect the emotional attachment to R.J. Barrett, and to Emmanuel quickly. They have to realize that R.J. Barrett is not the player that they dreamed that he would be. It sucks to lose quickly, but they, you know, it's going to suck more to pay him $25 million a year, which you don't want to pay him that much money, especially when you're paying R.J. Barrett $27 million a year. This trade gives the Knicks a great two-way player, a very uh, underrated uh, star in O.G., and it frees up cap space and opens them up for, for their next move. Now, their next move, who knows what that would be? It's the NBA. There's a lot of divas. It depends on who's the next diva to say, I want to out of here. It could have been Joel Embiid, but the Sixers are playing well. It could have been Carl Anthony Towns, but the Timberwolves are doing really good. It could be Zion, because it's pretty obvious that he's just not happy there. 
and a trade to the Knicks might rejuvenate his career. Um, it's obvious that uh, Donovan Mitchell does not want to re-sign with the Cavs. And if a team out there is going to trade for Donovan Mitchell, you know, all his agents got to tell the team that's going to try to trade for him is, hey, if you trade for him, he's going to test free agency. Now, that's going to lower his trade value. You know, because it's pretty obvious that Mitchell wants to become a Nick. You know, but he does. Listen, I think it's as clear as day, John. He either wants to be a Nick, and if he doesn't end up a Nick, you know where he wants to go, and he wants to go to the Nets. He wants to be here in New York. I don't love the fit. Can, can I say that again? I, I, I know Donovan Mitchell puts up crazy numbers. I, I know he's been on some all NBA teams. I hate the fit with Jalen Brunson. Hate it. The more and more I've thought about it, the more and more I dislike the fit. That would not be the guy I'm targeting. But I don't know what the Knicks are thinking. Ananobi, winning player. And I think your point about the emotional attachment is a good one. It's a very, very good point. All right, let's try this again with Kenny. Kenny, I got you now. What's up, dude? Oh, good. Listen, this Dallas game here, something, something ain't right. Oh, this is bad, man. I'm, I'm watching this and I'm seeing. So I didn't get the full picture of the, the two-point play and the idea that he, you know, reported eligible and I didn't I didn't really process it while I was doing TV. He clearly told the officials that he's eligible. The Lions, the Lions got completely screwed at the end of this game. Completely. He actually he actually declared himself eligible uh basically than the other tackle that also reported as eligible. Because he was right in right in the referee's face. I don't, I don't know, man. This is this is a bad look for the NFL, and sooner or later, these referees got to face the music, again. they should be made available to the media and ask them, what, what exactly did he tell you? You know, because this is, you know, I got screwed. I had the over 19 and a half for the line. Oh, cruel, bro. Cruel. That's a cruel beat. You ain't kidding, bro. You ain't kidding. But listen, getting, getting to the Knicks trade, listen, half of these trades in the NBA are all for salary cap reasons, moving money around with expiring contracts. Listen, did the Knicks get better? No. Did they get worse? No. It's basically an even swap, I think. So, you know the way basketball is. It's, it's just moving moving parts, freeing up money, trying to land the big fish down the road, which could be Donovan Mitchell, which somebody else mentioned. But that's the, that's the way the NBA now. You know, and, you know, Quigley, yeah, fan favorite, but he wasn't getting paid. You couldn't give Emmanuel quickly. Giving Emmanuel quickly $100 million sets the Knicks up to go exactly where? Where you'd have Randall for big money, you'd have Brunson for big money, you'd have Barrett for big money, and oh by the way, now you're going to go and give quickly a hundred million dollars. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah, and and, and uh, Divincenzo showed you tonight. Basically, he he's going to take that role, and he's he'll, he'll be able to you know make shots. He'll make his shots. You know, so it is what it is. The Knicks are still that forty-five to forty-eight win team that you know they've been for the last few years until they land a really big superstar then you can start talking championship. 1,000%, Kenny. I do like Ananobi. And I've always wanted Ananobi for the Knicks. Uh, I'm sad to see these guys go, though. That's the one thing I will say. And I understand that emotional attachment. I enjoyed watching R.J. Barrett grow. I enjoyed watching Emmanuel quickly grow. But in reality, especially with Barrett, he is what he is at this point in his career. You know, like I, and I was one of these people, I, I was as guilty as anyone of this, keep preaching on this idea of, oh, when, Barrett makes the next step. When Barrett makes the next step, well, it never comes. I mean, you're five years into a career. Here's what R.J. Barrett is. An above-average, solid NBA player. That's what he is. Yeah, he's got 
and, and, and the other thing, he, he doesn't have a handle and he does bring the ball up a lot. And that's just going to free up, free up other guys. Now you're going to see a little, I think, I think the Knicks are actually going to tighten it up on defense a little more because the, um, if I'm, you know, I think I'm right there. He let, didn't he lead the league in sales last year? Ananobi is a tremendous two-way player. Tremendous. Top-notch defender. And a better shooter than Barrett, Kenny. Much better. He's the best. Let's be honest on this. He's the best player in this trade. Hands down. He's the best player in this trade. And like you said, you know, you know, us Nick fans are, we'll fall in love with him at the Gardens as soon as he scores like 25, 30 points Monday night against the Timberwolves. 1,000%. What do you, what's, what's your best bet tomorrow, Kenny? I love the Eagles. I think they're going to blow out Arizona. I think it's a get-right game for them. I thought I thought they let the Giant game get to their heads a little bit. I think when they jumped out to that big lead last week, uh, they let they they took the foot off the pedal. But I think tomorrow they're going to go balls to the wall and blow out Arizona. Uh, I don't hate that pick, Kenny. Listen, there's no way in the world I'm taking the Cardinals. The Eagles got to figure it out, and they should have covered the Giant game. Let's be honest. You fumble the kick kick off, and then Jalen Hurts threw the pick six. They were about to go in for another touchdown. The Eagles should have covered that game last week. And that makes me think Rams tomorrow against the Giants. I know it's Tyrod Taylor, a quarterback. The Rams are playing great. Reds playing great. Uh, let's head to Four Park. My main man, Justin, is up next. Hi, Justin. What's up, dude? You hearing those footsteps from my Buffalo Bills yet, JJ? I told you. Uh, you know, you were right about, listen, you were right about the idea that Buffalo got themselves in a position to be in position. But if you would have told me that Miami over their last, what, five games or six games would be five and one, I know the Titan game was horrible and I melted down about it on Twitter Spaces a few weeks ago, but they responded. They smoked the Jets, they had a good win last week against Dallas. Hey, Here's what my focus is right now, Justin. Before we talk about the Bills and the Dolphins in Week 18, it's about the Dolphins and the Ravens. One o'clock and the idea of Miami with everybody picking Baltimore this week. Let me see my team go in there and play a big game. And I think they're capable. I really do. I just don't, without Waddle, I don't see it happening. Well, here's the big – Waddle's a big loss. There's no getting around that. Waddle's a big loss. But you know who might be out for Baltimore? Kyle Hamilton. That That's an – that's an equalizer if he can't go for Baltimore and what he provides in that secondary. As far as this Nick trade goes, listen, I mean, everybody is really overreacting thinking this is a bad trade. I think there's got to be a secondary move after this, though. I want either Drummond here or I want uh, DeRozan here because they got to get uh, another player here. I like the DeRozan idea, Justin. I like that. He's an expiring. He's somebody that could fill the need of the offense that you're going to miss from a guy like Quickly. Uh, I know Simmons floated out the idea of Jordan Clarkson. Uh, I think that's a name you're going to hear a little bit about. They need a, listen, the bottom line is, to your point, they need somebody this year who's kind of short-term, who could come off the bench and give them instant offense. That's what they need. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, this, like you said, the defense is going to be great, but they got to score. In this league, you got to score, man. Got to get that second unit's got to score. And that's what Quickly was doing for him. I just think Thibodeau just didn't like, didn't like him. We weren't signing him anyway. So, you know, I'm not, like, dying. I mean, listen, I loved them. Loved them in college. Loved them with the Knicks. But it just Tibbs didn't like them. So, the bottom line is you got to move on. Well, and they're making the right call as far as that goes. It sucks when you say goodbye to guys that you root for. But Ananobi's a better player. Grown guy kills me. It kills me, JJ, with the homegrown. Oh, I get it. But let's be honest. The favorite player on the team now is Brunson. Not a homegrown guy. But he feels... You know what's interesting about it, though, Justin? He feels like a homegrown guy because his dad played for the Knicks. We watched him at Villanova play in the Big East, and 
I, I, I don't know if you feel this way. I feel like Jalen Brunson has been a Nick his entire life. I really do. Yeah. And then one last thing, JJ. Now with the Red Sox trading sale, do you think this brings them back to trying to sign Montgomery? Oh, yeah, definitely. But I don't think that was something that kind of got in the way of the other. You know what I mean? Like the Red Sox, if they even kept for sale with his injury questions and with the other questions in that rotation, they were going to need to be a player to go and get themselves another pitcher. And it might be the Yankees and the Red Sox for a Montgomery bidding war. That might be the case. So let's go to our buddy, Jeff Money. Money, floor is yours. Hello. What's up, JJ? What's going on? Money, you're hurting right now, bro. You're hurting. I got a frog in the throat. Uh, I give you credit for playing hurt, Jeff Money. We appreciate that around here. You got to do it, mate. How'd you like my Pistons pick? Hey, not too shabby, bro. Not too shabby. Uh, your Cowboys did not cooperate today for me, but hey, I know you'll take the win. You don't care. I know, I know. I thought hey, I thought they were going to cover for you at the end there, but they just do the you know whacking off on the defense there, which I hate the uh, prevent defense, and uh, it almost cost them the game. You know. No, it sure did, and not running uh, and giving Detroit a free timeout ended up being significant. Uh, you're playing hurt, so. As a final thought here, Jeff Money, yay and nay on the Nick trade, and B, what's the money play for tomorrow? Well, the Knicks, yeah, I'll leave that up to you. We'll see how it, how it works out. Like you said, it's pretty even there. And as far as uh, my pick, uh, my main pick, you know, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as you know. That's- yeah, and I know some people, Jeff Money, are going to say that's a rat line. Nonsense. New Orleans stinks. Dennis Allen stinks. Carr Leaves a lot to be desired. I'm with you on that play. I think Tampa Bay gets it done. They win and they cover. This was a quickie. I told you it was going to be a big bang boom Twitter spaces. I gave you my thoughts here on this Barrett, Quickly, Ananobi trade. Weird. But the more and more I think about it, the more and more I understand it from a Knicks perspective. But again, before I'm jumping for joy, what's next for Leon Rose and company? Check that CAA roster. That's all I'm going to say. Do a deep dive. Check that roster, and you'll know. Uh, We'll chat after the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll talk to you in 2024, Monday night, Tuesday. Uh, We'll be ready to roll. Thanks to Stefan. Great dinner last night at Luger's. Hopefully, I get this car situation straightened out. Won't be tomorrow. Won't be Monday. Hopefully. On that note, enjoy your new year, everybody. Be safe. And thanks for all your support, all your well wishes throughout the year. Let's have a kick-ass 2024. Be good, everybody. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit fanduel.com slash RG. Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 100 Next Step or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1 888 or Visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 109 within Indiana, 100-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 100gambler.net in West Virginia, or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call one 800 
327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.